Fit for Life Radio, episode number 136. Your hosts, as always, I'm Gary. And I'm Will. This week we're talking about what should your priorities be for health and longevity with exercise. So the kind of amount of exercise, what are we kind of looking to achieve to maximize health and longevity yeah so looking at the whole the entire picture not just Mm -hmm. something like body composition or performance like what's the entire the entire thing yeah and this is always an interesting topic for us and something you know we always try to stay up to date with because most of our clients are general population and they're you know we have various goals but it's like what are your top priorities and for most people it is health uh, it is longevity. Just want to feel good. Nothing <coughs> crazy. Like they just want to move yeah. without things hurting and be able to do what they want and, and minimize adverse health, possible health effects. Yeah. Right. You know, we're trying to live as long and strong as possible. So the problem is in this world, you know, social media and the news and headlines, the extreme sell. Right? Always. So, uh, you know, while in our experience, this is people's main goal their actions always go towards all or nothing, right? So, oh, well, if I'm exercising, I got to do it. I'm going to go six days a week. I'm going to, you know, do all this stuff. I'm going to crush it, and I'm going to get to my goals faster. And if I can't, uh, it's not even worth it. I'm going to do nothing. Yeah. And it's frustrating because, for one, you want to kind of understand the concept of diminishing returns. And this goes, like, both ways. So as we dive into, you'll see, well, actually, it's a very moderate amount that's actually basically optimal. Yeah. And if you do more, you have to realize you're now chasing more performance-based goals. And if you have uh, specific sports, and there eventually becomes a threshold where more actually starts to have adverse health and longevity effects, right? So so think about it. If you can get 90% of what you're trying to accomplish done with this like smaller, more moderate amount. And maybe, yeah, if you push to the upper end, which we'll get into all this, um, okay, you get an extra 10%, right? So it may be almost double your time and effort. For a little bit extra. For a little bit extra, okay? But the, the real radical thing is, so say you're getting 90% with like this moderate amount that a lot of people will end up feeling like, dad, this is, this isn't worth it. I'm going to do nothing. Well, then when you go down to zero, now those 90% gains benefits also drop off to zero. Yeah. Right. So if you can just set this baseline for these moderate things, you get so much out of it and going to zero, you lose everything. Yeah. You start backsliding, you know, like when you aren't doing anything and you're sedentary, then your you know your health markers are going to start mm-hmm. to decline too. And the crazy thing is what most people actually need is not that far away. It's not crazy. It's right it's right there in your grasp. It's you know you just have to come to grips with mentally um you don't need to do it all. Mhm. So let's talk about it. Enter with that mindset, right? Really start thinking about how as crazy as it sounds, moderation can be optimal. Now, if is it optimal for if you for performance goals? No, no. <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to, see, but 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 also you want to think of a lot with anything. Um, you kind of create a triangle, right? 
So say, say you want to achieve something. So, oh, fitness, health, right? And you have these three points. You're in the middle, right? If you start, so say you have like performance, you know, and health as two of those points. And like, if you start moving down that dot towards the performance end, it's pulling away from say the health, mm-hmm. the longevity, right? So you have to understand that, yeah, that you're actually sacrificing those things. There you is know, a trade-off with it. When people, yeah, you, when you pursue th- these things that put you at higher injury risk, and then yeah, you tear a bicep tendon or something. That's gonna like that. That's not helpful no, <laughs> for longevity, not. right? Um, and the reality is, luckily, we have surgeries and you know modern and science. People to, can put you back together. But the reality is, not too long ago, you do something like that. Yeah, good luck using your arm for anything ever. You're out of commission, right? Um, so yeah, so you know, realize that it's not all. Uh, yeah, that ultimately all or nothing actually is not conducive to health and longevity. No, you know, like we said, you go to nothing, you get nothing. You you go to all, and you're going to have diminishing returns and but, higher risk. Yeah, and so step one, what are your goals, right? And most people will find. If health and longevity are it, this is the approach you want to take. So, so what are our, what are yeah. we looking for? We are looking for. So ultimately, and there's you know for health and longevity, like we've talked about with you know some nutrition stuff, uh, are you know, it's nuanced, right? Yeah. Like physical activity is just part of it. You know, there's nutrition, there's body weight, there's avoiding smoking and sleeping. Um, and I mean, there's a lot relationships, all, all those elements play into our health and longevity. But today, we're talking activity. Today. Yeah, we're talking physical activity. Um, and yeah, you want to engage in an amount that is, you know, known to be helpful and positive towards our health and longevity. And now, so what is that threshold to meet? Um, first, we'll talk about some benefits of like, okay, well, why, why do we even want to do this physical activity? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've sprinkled all this in past podcasts, but ultimately um, there's numerous benefits, right? So you have things that are known as that um, physical activity has significant health benefits for our hearts, bodies, and minds contributes to preventing and managing um, certain diseases, cardiovascular diseases, cancer, and diabetes. Physical activity reduces symptoms of depression and anxiety. It enhances thinking, learning, and judgment skills. It ensures healthy growth and development in young people. Uh, Yeah. So basically, (laughs) we need to move Mm -hmm. to be our best selves. And, you know, exercise nowadays and gyms and all this is just really to replace what we're not naturally doing anymore. Yeah, we're not walking long distances. We're not doing much manual labor. I mean, there are people that do. But overall, most people don't do a lot in their day. So we have to emulate that by going to the gym and lifting weights or going to the gym and walking on a treadmill, you know, because otherwise we're not going to get it. So we have to purposefully do it and put ourselves in an environment where we are going to do that regularly. Yep. And according to the WHO, the World Health Organization, the, the band, the WHO, the, the globally one in four adults do not meet the global recommended levels of physical activity. Up to five million deaths a year could be averted if the global population was more active. 
people who are insufficiently active have a 20 to 30 percent increased risk of death compared to people who are sufficiently active and more than 80 percent of the world's adolescent population is insufficiently physically active oh, that's the scariest part that's actually real painful that's the easiest that's, time to be physically sad. active i think back to being a kid like i mean i don't know we played outside a lot like there was video games and stuff but mm-hmm. now it's just a whole different ball game with there's freaking screens everywhere and it's hard yep. it's hard to get at because like it is enjoyable to be on your phone or your game for your entire day so yeah damn 80 <sighs> percent yeah holy shit it's four out of five Yep. All right. Sorry, I can't get over it. <laughs> so what is, you know, the threshold for health and longevity, according to, you know, the WHO, the World Health Organization, and also, um, what's the other one here? Let's see. Boom, bing, 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 bing. What organization? Yeah, the, there's uh, another document, physical, physical activity guidelines for Americans. So, yes, those those two places. Ultimately... What we're looking at is resistance training involving all major muscle groups on two or more days per week. So two full body yep. workouts. So two full body resistance training workouts. Then aerobic stuff, 150 to 300 minutes per week of moderate intensity aerobic physical activity and kind of the easiest you know what falls into moderate intensity they classify that as uh a, around 3.5 mile per hour of walking will make the cut and that's basically like a brisk walk right yeah, Any, anyone can do that um and they break it down we won't get into it but there's like nets which is like you know the measurement like a uh, movement energy thing but Uh, To make it to where it makes sense, you know, we took the Mets and all that, and what does that break down to? And again, it breaks down to 150 to 300 minutes of per week of moderate intensity aerobic activity, which is basically anything as simple as walking, brisk walk, to um, like a heavier, like a bike ride where you you can still have a conversation. Yeah. Um, But yeah, anywhere in that range, 150 minutes a week. That basically breaks down to about 20 five minutes per day mm-hmm. so to kind of wrap it up and simplify it it can be as simple as a 20 to 30 minute walk a, a day yeah or dude two like 10 ish minute walks yeah or four uh what is that six about six minute three, walks three three one hour walks a week mm-hmm. um so yeah just plenty of ways to, to break it down right and so edits again a great baseline to meet the recommended activity levels to help prevent these negative consequences and to help get the benefits of the positives is simply two full body resistance training workouts a week and a 20 to 30 minute walk a day or like 450 total minutes right that's um it's not that much of our time yeah that's a small amount to prioritize and realize that like that is enough Mm mm-hmm you yeah. know, and you don't re- have to go run eight miles. You just mm-hmm. walk 20 or 30 minutes. You don't have to go lift weights six days a week, two hours a day. Yeah, because yeah. we know there are diminishing returns with that too. Yeah, and really you can get a full body sufficient resistance training workout in, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So two two days a week, two times a week, you're looking at an hour to hour and a half. 
Um, and then, you know, we will just say 30 minutes of walking a day. So now you're looking at really another, um, what, three hours? 210 minutes. So like three hours a week uh, plus, yeah, we'll say the hour and a half. So that's five and a half. Then we'll just say 30 minutes. So six, six hours of movement a week. That's it. That's so it. less than an hour a day is what we're talking mm-hmm. here. If we want to average it out. Yeah. That's all. You know, you don't have to live at the gym. You don't have to go out and, you know, take half of your morning to go for a long walk or bike ride or long run. Just just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we know, like, now if you're doing zero, it's going to be way, way more of a detriment. Like, you're going to backslide a lot. Whereas if you keep up that minimum effective dose, you're going to be in a really good spot. And you know what's crazy? Think of how many people we've seen who beat themselves up and feel like if they can only go two days a week yeah. to the gym, that it's worth that it's a, it's a waste. That it's a waste. Oh, I can't do enough. When the reality is, like, you're basically leaning against maximizing the yeah. health and longevity benefits. Yeah. And most people most people at the gym end up coming, we'll say, between two and three days a week. Mm-hmm. That's where the majority falls. We have our people that come very often, four or five, maybe even six days, but they're absolutely the minority, very small yeah. percentage. And most people fall into the two to three day a week zone and do very well. They yeah. get stronger. They feel better. And, they, and realize, yeah, at these amounts, yeah, you're not winning the CrossFit games. No. You're not winning uh, – you know, you're, you're racist. You're not, um, you know, placing in, in triathlon, you know, but those are all performance-based things. Yeah. And actually, again, those typically involve a certain amount of activity that actually starts to have negative health consequences because of the injury risks, because yeah. of the extra, it's just a lot of work for your body. Right. Um, and again, not to say not to do those things with pros and cons. There's, yeah. Understand the more you, know, you do, and the high, you know, the higher your intensity on a regular basis, you have more of a risk of, you know, acute injuries, of chronic injuries, of just, you know, those aches and pains creeping in. Mental stuff. Mental stuff. Um, but when you're you're giving yourself just enough, and we've talked, I feel like a million times about like filling your bucket and stress, and like working out is stress. So when you're going above what your capacity is then it's going to be a detriment to you in some way. You know, it's yep. going to come back to bite you at some point, um, whether that's five days from now or three years from now. Yeah. And realize, like we said, so diminishing returns, right? Like 20-minute walk a day, two resistance training workouts a week. That can feel like not enough, but it is. Mm-hmm. Again, it is. And if you want to lose weight and you get your nutrition in point, that's going to be plenty. And it's actually probably going to be a sweet spot for a lot of people that because it gives you more time to focus on other things Yeah, and you're not you're not overdoing it you know when you're losing weight and you're in a deficit like that's stressful too so yeah the the two days a week and walking it's plenty yeah. and like the the research shows that two days is plenty yeah. to you know to gain some muscle mass or at the very least maintain I mean, exactly where you're at yep and to drive it home this level of physical activity Improves muscular and cardiorespiratory fitness, improves bone and functional health, reduces the risk of hypertension, coronary heart disease, stroke, diabetes, various cancers, including breast cancer and colon cancer, depression, reduces the risks of falls as well as hip fractures, and helps maintain a healthy body weight. So basically, and it has the same benefits for children as well. Yeah. 
Um, I would say it's even more important for children because they're developing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I might be biased. I mean, really, it's it's more important at the extre- extremes too, right? Like children can probably yeah benefit from way more activity, and they even also mention as you age, you're older, you want to. It's, it's even, even more important, yep. right? Um, because you're fighting the downfall of doing nothing is even steeper. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and again, health risks of sedentary behavior. So, oh, if maybe you sometimes catch yourself in the camp of this little moderate amount, I'll just the all or nothing, right? And you do the nothing. Well, the risks of doing nothing uh, are becoming more and more increasingly obvious and they're learning more, but you have increased, you know, risk of weight gain. You have, uh, you're going to have poor cardio, metabolic health, fitness, your social behavior, mental um, behavior, your sleep is af- negatively affected, um, all cause mortality, disease risk go up, uh, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular cancer, those kind of things. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's like not even a question, right? No, like, it shouldn't even be a discussion. Like, mm-hmm. this is what we need. Period. So you have to eliminate the all or nothing mindset. And real and this is why we we like to talk about <laughs> this moderate thing and, and drive this home is because we feel like more people need to be told that moderation is okay. Like it's okay to do just what you would mm-hmm. call a little bit. Like yeah. it's fine. Because it, I think people get on and they see someone else we see the extremes. Yeah. So we think, well, if I can't do it to that degree, why do why it? Why even start And then we or see try? I think we see the product of a lot of time doing activity and think that's where we need to be in the moment too. You know, like mm-hmm. a lot of people build up their capacity and are able to do a little more um, and they manage it well and they figured out like, hey, this is great for me. And people starting out think they got to be there, mm-hmm. you know, whereas this is a different person with a different life and a different body. And they've been doing this for a different period of time than you. Yep. So that's another thing. Like when you start out, things are different, yep. you know, and you don't need to go zero to a hundred and um, you know, crush it. So let's talk about where to start, right? So if you know you want to increase your physical activity, you know, kind of get this baseline down. Yeah, what do I do? For the aerobic stuff, I mean, we would recommend starting with like walking. Just walk. <laughs> you know, or like low something low impacts like cycling. Um, at our gym, Coastal Strength and Fitness, we try to use all low impact stuff most of the time for conditioning. So things like the ski erg, the uh, air bike, the rower, the rower. Um, so those can be, you know, pieces and part of those, those minutes. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, walking and cycling are great and places. And walking is probably the most accessible thing for most people to do. Okay? And I'm sure there's a situation <laughs> where you can't. But most people can walk out their front door and go walk. Or they can drive to the mall, you know, and go walk. You know, yep. maybe that's a little bit safer. Um, but there's, there's an option for everybody to do that. And you don't need any equipment to walk. Yeah. Everyone's got shoes, man. Now the resistance training, you know, covering all major muscle groups is a little trickier mm-hmm. because first of all, okay, well, what are all the major muscle groups? What do I, what exercise do I need to be doing? Uh, am I doing them right? Am I choosing the right resistance and weight? So, you know, it's a very hard thing to go do and learn on your own and start from scratch. That's where hiring a coach, mm-hmm. a personal trainer, a group training gym, like, 
like Coastal Strength and Fitness, uh, a good one, you know. Yeah, because unfortunately, a lot of them don't necessarily actually provide resistance training. It, it's just sweating more. Yeah, sweating. <laughs> so uh, and covering all your major muscle groups in an appropriate fashion. Uh, so yeah, you want to hire a good qualified coach and and you know learn kind of how to do these things properly. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, your major muscle groups are body. You want to think of your body as it is muscles, but those muscles help us perform movements. So you have specific movement patterns. And if you cover all these, you'll be covering all your major muscle groups. Yeah. Right. So you have uh, push, push, push movement. So like a bench press or a push up or mm -hmm. and that's upper, upper body push. Yes. You have upper body pull. So rowing motions like a, you know, just like pulling something towards you. Mm -hmm. um, or a pull up to be a little more advanced, anything like that. anything where the weight or resistance is, you know, being pulled towards you, then mm -hmm. that's a pull. And then you can also push and pull in different various angles mm -hmm. that are going to bias certain muscle groups more. Um, and then for your lower body, you have hinging, which is hip dominant, kind of moving at your hips. So pushing your, your hips backwards, which is your like glutes, hamstrings as the major movers. Then you have like knee dominant pushing type lower body exercises like squats squats um leg extensions things like that where you're moving at leg that press your leg press moving at that knee joint so that's going to work like your quads quads are the front of your legs some glutes a little bit um and then you also have some people classify like carries, you know, mm -hmm. so like loaded carries, carrying things from point A to point B. It's like a farmer's carry, carrying like a heavy dumbbell mm -hmm. or kettlebell in each hand and walking with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, within that, you want to make sure you're covering all those. And, yeah, if you're training more often, five, four, five, six days a week, you can break it up more. You know, maybe have upper body day, lower body day or or even muscle gr specific muscle yeah, groups. Yeah, the bro split. But for the most part, if you're training like two or three days a week, um, full body is great. Cause like we said, the goal is to cover everything. And obviously if it's only two or three days, you have recovery days. Uh, so yeah, that's a great approach is two or three full body workouts. Again, full body, meaning you're covering all these movement patterns we just talked about. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have a upper body push an upper body pull a lower body hinge, a lower body knee dominant to make sure you're working all these yeah, muscles. We're covering all your bases. Nothing's being left out and you're going to be as as balanced as can be. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that once you have that down again, now I'm cool. You got your two resistance workouts. You're breaking your cardio up in whatever way is convenient. Like we said, it could be a little bit every day, 20, 25, 30 minutes every day of walking, or you could do bigger chunks, right? Maybe you strength train two days, say, you know, Monday and Thursday. Then you do three days where you walk for an hour. So that'd be 180 like minutes. Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, you yeah. walk. So then, boom, right there, you're getting it all done. I mean, really, you could do it all during the week, right? Yeah, so Monday mon through Friday. Monday and Thursday, you do your resistance training, and then you go for a long walk on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and then kick back on the weekend. Yeah, and then right? well, on the weekend, you just maybe do your chores, you clean, you yeah. clean up the yard, and that's still you know, contributing, but that can be more of a relaxed time for you. But ultimately, you do not want to you be someone who's not sufficiently being active, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to get in your head that zero doesn't exist. That is, you know, if your health and longevity are a priority and you want to control what you can, 
don't let that even be an option. Yeah, and work, doing nothing should be not be an option. Yeah, work towards these baselines of, you know, the 150 minutes of walking and two full body resistance training workouts a week. And then establish that, make it a priority, plan it, plan these things like we talked about. Don't just hope they'll happen at the spur of the moment. Go in your schedule, write them in, be accountable, plan ahead. Yeah, and like it doesn't all have to happen all at once either. You know, like mm-hmm. I just actually had a new um, a new person sign up at the gym and has done a great job on her own. Started out just changing a little nutrition, but she walked every day. She was like, I'm just going to go walk. Walked every single day, I think 20, 30 minutes she ended up walking. And after a while of that, she's like, I lost weight. I feel good, but I know I need a little more and I need some strength training. So her goal, her plan in her head before she even talked to me was I want to do two or three days of strength training. And I swear I'm not making this up to fit in what we did, but that's what she knew she needed. And then she started that. She's got it built in. So she has her base of walking. That's literally just a habit now. And then now she's layering in the strength training, which is also, I guarantee you, going to become a habit. And she's going to be perfectly fine at the amount that she's doing because of the way she framed it in her head of, um, you know, I'm just going to try to do a little bit at a time and try to get a little bit better. And that's usually where success comes from. Yep. And she didn't, she didn't come in and say like, I got to go five days a week. I got to like lose weight as fast as possible. It was realistic. She just wants to be healthy. And you know, for her three days is more than enough for strength training. Yeah. And you get those habits down, you're knocking them out. It's clear as day that, you know, meeting these guidelines, you have better outcomes across Mm -hmm. basically all ranges of kind of markers for health. And it's again, it's some, and Again, like we can nerd out on that stuff, but then the, also the simple reality is just mentally, you'll feel better. Absolutely, it, d- it does help reduce stress. It does help uh, relieve anxiety. Helps some. your mental clarity. Mental clarity, all, all these things, right? Your sleep, and then now when all these things are a little better, over, Every, everything's everything better. gets it gets better. You know, it's like a the snowball. So don't underestimate this moderate amount. Yeah. Of activity. Like a little bit is completely fine. I think let's frame it this way. What is your, what does your week look like for activity? So yeah, over the course of a decade, essentially. Yeah. I walk every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes I get, depending on the weather, maybe way more, but always at least, um, you know, not every day. Sometimes I'm lazy or the weather's bad, but um, I actually got a little, one of those little walking treadmills so I can stop making excuses with that. Oh, look at that. Um, And at the very minimum, I'll walk in the morning and after dinner on there. So say, yeah, it's like like yesterday, pouring down rain. Yeah, just a monsoon. If it was cold, hey, I'm getting 20 minutes in, right? Yeah. But in general, I've always, yeah, we'll walk, yeah, about 30 minutes a day. And then three resistance training workouts. Um, Boom. nothing I've, crazy. I've had periods where I've done two, two full body ones just mm-hmm. to kind of like go through it. And, um, yeah, and it's fine. And yeah, you know, goals and all that are intact. Now I enjoy it. So I missed kind of a little more. Yeah. And but so, sometimes I'll do as much as four. When you've done real frequent, I know you've tried that. Yeah. In the past. Six. And then I, I start to, it's almost like I don't enjoy it as yeah. much. Uh, so for me, I normally do 90% of the time. Three. I'll say 80% of the time, three days a week, 10% of the time, two days a week, and 10% of the time, four days a week yeah. of resistance. So training. we're ending up in that three-day three, three day a week. That's, yeah. I mean, that's where I end up, too. Usually I'll hit 
three days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Thursday, Friday, uh, and then just walk. I mean, I get plenty of steps. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky um, that it's kind of built into my day with coaching. Um, But if it's not Santa Day, I don't coach. Like Mondays, I don't actually coach at all. Um, so I have to be a little more on it with doing it, but luckily like I'll take the dog for a long walk yeah. and that usually ends up being fine. Um, but even on a lazy weekend, I try to set my, my minimum at like eight to 10,000 steps. Mm-hmm. Whereas on a, a coaching day where I'm like crazy active and I worked out, I might get like 20,000. Yeah. Um, I will say this though, cause I know you're mentioning steps. So there, there is like, um, a difference. So they've, and they've mentioned where, you know, for especially the cardiovascular benefits, mm-hmm. you know, um, now obviously, yeah, there's steps are great and being on our feet and, and movement, you know, basically non-exercise. Activity. No, a lot of that is lower intensity. But yeah, if you're if it's just kind of steps here and there, stopping a bunch in between. Again, it's movement. Non-exercise activity has benefits, but um, it technically wouldn't really count. Right. So if you want to count like my my more vigorous walking. It, yeah. Because I'm a fast walker. I get probably. 40 minutes of dog walking yeah. per day. And that's, I mean, we are, we're rolling. Um, so that would be a more vigorous. So probably yeah. we'll say 30, 40 minutes a day. I get a vigorous. Yeah. Um, so and then on top of that, a lot of non exercise movement. Yeah. So it kind of needs to be this kind of a little bit consecutive, you know, and again, 3.5 is still, I mean, it's not that difficult, but it's still like, it's a decent pace. You're, you're purposely like, I'm going on this walk, yeah. right? Not you just know? like a stroll where you're kind of looking at the leaves and yeah. hands are behind your back. Like you are moving and, a little and bit. And obviously those, that walking, those steps count towards your steps, oh, but yeah. it, it's kind of like whiskey, right? Like not all, uh, are bourbon, not, not all bourbon is whiskey, but wait, not all whiskey is bourbon. Not all whiskey is bourbon, but all bourbon is whiskey. Bur- yeah. Something like that. <laughs> so same thing, right? Like those steps. Again, yeah, definitely. You know, step goal, goals. They are count great. and they're great for your health. But towards this, if it's all daily vigorous activity, it yeah. needs to be like almost a little more of a bout of intense. Well, yeah, we'll say intense walking, vigorous yeah. walking. Now, and then you could break that up. Yeah, you. Uh, go for a five minute walk, 10 minute walk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you want to make sure like there's a little bit of an attention to it. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, as you see we li- like live these guidelines yeah. and not much more right now for me. Yeah. Like I like being st- maybe a little stronger than needed um, and pushing that, you know? So yeah, I do strength train a little more than the, the two. Um, but yeah, now then if we push beyond that uh, there's going to start to be diminishing returns, right? Say I decided I wanted to start running triathlons and competing, you know, the amount of time that goes into that, uh, and activity is going to start to put me at higher risk for, for things and diminishing some of the health and longevity yes. benefits. So again, may, but that could be a trade-off. And you might be fine with it. That you're, you're fine with it. Maybe by competing at that level and pushing, you get mentally some satisfaction that then benefits your health, right? So again, there's tons of elements to this, but yeah. it's just, again, we want to give people the permission and be a voice saying it is completely okay and actually optimal if you're especially if your goals are health and longevity to do this more moderate amount that mm-hmm. most people skip over and thinking the, that it's worthless. And yeah, with that all or nothing mindset, like no one ba- very rarely. And hopefully we'll see more. We'll see the opposite of this, but very rarely do people come in and say, I want to be able to come to the gym two days a week and get a walk in daily. Like no, when people are in there motivated, they haven't been doing nothing and they're starting up. They want it all. Nine out of 10 people are not saying that. And the reality is when, 
we, we learn what their goals are and what it aligns with, that should be actually where they're setting their targets. Mm-hmm. But everyone's like, I want to come. How many days are you open? Six days? I, w- I want to go six days a week. Yeah, oh, it's, f- it's so. funny. I've started framing, like when we go through our you know new client um, onboarding and we sit down and do a strategy session and just kind of talk about their goals. I've been you know, framing the expectation we have for people at the gym as getting in two to three days a week and people's, you know, reaction to that and expectations are way different when you just are upfront with them and like, Hey, this is what we generally want for people and what's going to be the best, especially Mm -hmm. starting out. And it's nice that people almost have permission that like, okay, like I don't have to go five or six days a week. Like maybe they thought they needed. So it's actually kind of changed the outlook of a lot of, of people that we've had come on board which is the culture we want to breed anyways at the, um, the gym. Um, so sometimes people like this whole podcast we're doing, they need permission to not do yeah. all of the extra work. Yeah. So there it is. Take it and walk with it. Walk with it. <laughs> so, yeah, to wrap up, what are the kind of the threshold of maximizing health and longevity when it comes to physical activity Two full body for all, working all your muscle group resistance training workouts a week and 150 minutes of essentially you know fast walk fast walking bike, bike, ride. bike riding those are going to be the best options for most people yeah um and break that up how you want throughout the week to hit hit those 150 minutes and you hit that and make that your baseline you are maximizing the, the benefits that can come with physical activity and minimizing the adverse you know risks of not being physically active and you should feel really great about consistently doing that doing that yeah it's a great goal so yeah maybe just go for a morning walk tomorrow mm-hmm. prime Lun- your prime lun- your day lunchtime walk lunchtime walk post dinner you can do it anytime mm-hmm. just step outside boom all right well hopefully that registers clicks with you hopefully it helps you yeah, reach out to us, social media, any other platforms you'll find us. We also have our Facebook group, Fat Law Secrets for Busy Adults. You can search for that. Join. Wide open public group, yeah. so everybody like join in. We've got a, a ton of good stuff in there. All right, we'll s- talk to you next week. See ya. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at coastalfitnessva.com or garydeagle.com. We'll see you next time.